Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, to Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It is indeed, but you might confuse it for an auto show. We've got so much auto news. Maybe the, you know, the, the big uh, car show in the USA, the Concorde d'Elegance, is taking place in, in Pebble Beach this weekend, so maybe that's a... Uh, Gives us even more information. But we're going to dig into this, uh, some interesting developments with Fiat Chrysler and a partnership with BMW and Intel all around the idea of self-driving cars. Yeah, even more. I mean, it seems the hottest thing right now. If we can't, we can't move for talking about self-driving vehicles. Everyone wants in and they're all forming their own coalitions. It's a bad, battle of the quickest and the fastest. All right, let's get a look at some data check and the business news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Caroline Hyde. We've got Fiat Chrysler shares advancing for a third day today. They're up by seven-tenths of one percent. Twenty-eight minutes to go ahead of the close on Wall Street. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they are all advancing right now. The dollar fell. Treasuries advanced. As meeting minutes showed, Fed officials concerned that inflation remains persistently low. Details also showed officials are open to trimming the Fed's four and a half trillion dollar balance sheet, uh, sheet very soon. And with more, here's Bloomberg's Vinny Del Judice. The minutes didn't specify when the Fed would begin shrinking its balance sheet, but comments since the meeting point to September. Some officials, however, lobbied for immediate action at July's meeting. In the wake of the financial crisis, the Fed bought government bonds and other securities once its benchmark lending rate was cut to zero. The minutes also showed most policymakers continue to believe inflation will gradually rise to 2% over the medium term, even with recent signs of a slowdown. Vinny Dell, Judice Bloomberg Radio. Gold is trading higher by six tenths of one percent to twelve eighty four. West Texas Intermediate Crude down one and a half percent to forty six eighty four. We have got the tenure up thirteen thirty seconds. The yield there two point two three percent. S and P up three, a gain of two tenths of one percent. The Dow up thirty three, up two tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up twelve, also higher by two tenths of one percent. A P Mullermersk says a cyber attack that hit the owner of the world's biggest container shipping company at the end of June will wipe as much as $300 million off profits in the third quarter. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. But will baby be needing to drive your car? Because are they all going driverless? That's the key question. We're going to be discussing this on the latest report by Jamie Butters, Bloomberg News U.S. Autos reporter. Jamie, great scoop of yet another coalition being formed in the race for self-driving vehicles. And this time, Fiat Chrysler is already kind of in on the act, and, and now it's going in proper. Yes, uh, without having to put in a lot of money, you know, uh, the biggest players in the industry, you know, GM, uh, Toyota, Volkswagen, you know, they're putting billions of dollars into trying to figure out uh, this self-driving, you know, algorithm and, and in a race, in an arms race with, you know, Google and maybe Apple and Uber and Tesla. Uh, Fiat Chrysler is not loaded with cash like some of these other companies. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and it's not really clear how this is all going to work out. So Sergio Marchione is very, uh, you know, he's a poker player. He wants to uh, uh, value his cash uh, very carefully. So he, of course, is the yeah, CEO you know, of Fiat Chrysler. And, right, yeah. right. 
And, and so, you know, supplying some minivans to Google, work with them and see what they can learn there. Uh, this uh, BMW and, and these uh, suppliers, Intel, Delphi, Continental, they're working on a group. Okay, we'll make vehicles for you, too, and let's uh, see what see what comes out of it. But, uh, you know, he talked about it on the conference call late last month. They, he doesn't want to put a lot of money into this because they just don't know how it's going to turn out. Arms dealers like war. And and these suppliers probably really love to be the uh, the secret sauce as opposed to letting Chrysler control it. Is that a very, a fundamentally different approach than say Ford or GM? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, Intel being one of the partners in this, you know, makes perfect sense, right? They were Intel inside. They they did the guts of the computer and branded themselves for it and got well known and uh, built quite a business out of it. And so, if you can get a, you can develop a sort of plug and play kind of uh, self driving system, then you know all the automakers can do it. But if GM gets there first, maybe they can, you know box everyone out or get a first mover advantage but it's a it's a buying a lottery ticket a billion dollar lottery ticket but they've joined the coalition with bmw so how do we see these two supposed rivals work together well you know on the one hand it helps that they're they're not really in many of the same segments mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. bmw makes kind of mainstream luxury and uh up to up to pretty nice luxury not quite you know maserati is sort of a, a on a higher level which is just a small part of fiat chrysler and the rest of their business is you know jeeps and ram pickups and things that so they they don't overlap too much but you know you've got to have scale if you're going to build this kind of thing you've got to be putting in in the long run you've got to be putting in millions of vehicles every year uh, and BMW isn't that big on its own. So to to get the value out of their investment and you know and everybody else, you know Intel and, and these other partners, uh, they need the scale. And while Fiat Chrysler isn't you know isn't even half the size of Toyota, Volkswagen, or GM, it is you know four four million plus vehicles, and that uh, that could be that could give them some volume. And then if they can also take off, you know, get in a couple other partners, maybe an Asian partner to go with BMW and Fiat Chrysler, uh, you have some nice heft there. Uh, it, it is a, a dramatic, too, that the, how different these approaches are. Is there, do they look, I mean, you know, where I sit here in Silicon Valley, there's so much excitement about Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. And indeed, if you look at the public markets, you see that kind of excitement as well. And, and I wonder how the Detroit automakers think of that company in particular. Well, they're very wary, right? <laughs> they, they, they're jealous of the market cap, especially uh, market cap relative to profitability. Everyone in Detroit is pulling their hair out, right? Um, and so, you know, they're trying to dabble in electric and see if there's ever going to be much of a market there when when there might eventually be much of a market there for electric vehicles that that aren't called Teslas um, and then they've got you know Tesla and you know I don't know Tesla is the autopilot and they're trying to you know which is really just a driving assist system but they're trying to advance that to where it could eventually be like a fully autonomous system Google of course has you know so much money, so many resources, and seems to be you know, really one of the leaders. Um, and so, for the traditional industry, you know, they don't want to. The the buzzword for the last, you know, five years or so has been, you know, they don't want to just be Foxconn. They don't want to just make the devices for someone else's software. Fiat Chrysler is like, well, we make devices, we make <laughs> we make cars. So why don't we make the cars and somebody else can do the software? 
Yeah, Jamie, we've only got about 30 seconds left, but talk to us. Who owns the data when you've got these sort of coalitions? Because that's the key question. That's where the value's going to be. Um, well, maybe they'll, if they own it as a coalition, maybe they can sell it themselves. They can they can work stuff out with the marketers there. With something like Fiat Chrysler with Google, it's Google's data. Mm. Drama. Uh, well, we'll see how this all plays out. I mean, it could be quite a long time before these cars actually uh, make it to market, even after the technology is possible. Uh, great stuff. Uh, appreciate it always. Jamie Butters, a Bloomberg News U.S. Autos reporter based in Detroit. Uh, always glad to have him. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson at Corey TV on Twitter. She's at Caroline Hyde TV, TV. on Twitter. She's There's just a Caroline Hyde in real life. <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg. you can call me at TV if you want. There you go. <laughs> Adrian Mitchell right now. She's going to look at world and national news headlines from our one studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. It's been shrinking all week. Now the president's manufacturing council is disappearing. President Trump says he's disbanding the council and a smaller advisory group. Bloomberg TV contributing editor Bill Cohen says this doesn't mean he won't get business leaders' advice. These councils, frankly, were more of a charade, more of a Potemkin village than uh, any sense of reality, anything. I'd heard that they really have been ineffective for the last few months, and so... This is something that was probably inevitable. It was going to end anyway. This gives everybody a convenient cover story. Three more CEOs from 3M, Campbell Soup, and BlackRock are the latest to say they left the panels following the president's statements on the violence in Charlottesville. Vice President Pence says he supports the president, but he didn't directly address his claim that both sides share the blame, instead referring to his own condemnation of neo-Nazi groups. Representatives of the U.S., Mexico, and Canada are meeting in Washington on NAFTA, and the administration's making it clear it wants more than just a few tweaks. Duncan Wood, director of the Woodrow Wilson International Center's Mexico Institute, says NAFTA does need a freshen up. NAFTA is an old lady of free trade agreements. It was one of the first ones, but unfortunately it's it's stuck in the ideas and the language of the 1980s, and it reflects a 1980s, early 1990s economy. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says NAFTA needs a major overhaul. He says it's led to job loss in the U.S. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.